when I saw Artemis on TikTok, the name, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Artemis. I didn't, that's like, I looked it up. It's like a Greek goddess, goddess of the moon or something. So there is two meanings behind the name. Okay. One is like. So you're not the goddess of the moon. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm a goddess. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but there you go. Um, but um, so in Greek is the, she's a. Uh, um, Greek goddess of hunting, actually. Of hunting, right? Yeah. There's, I don't I saw, know if there was the moon was also there. there I was heard a couple, her, she's yeah. also goddess of virginity, and a lot of stuff she's involved. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in Farsi, in basically in Persian, actually, um, she's she, even though she she's actually a real person, it's not a god uh, or anything. Oh, okay. She was um, the first woman commander of the navy of Iran back where when the king of Iran was still in power. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, you can technically say that she is still that because there was nobody after her as a woman who was in that kind of power in yeah. Iran. So yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the VOV podcast, Voices of Vic. Today, episode 40, I'm here with Artemis, Sadegi. Is yes. That, is that it? Yeah. Okay, You're cool. Good. Trust me. <laughs> Almost. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Episode 40. It's a milestone episode. Every 10 episodes, we try to make it like super cool, interesting. Yeah. Get, like we try to do that every episode, but you know, <laughs> these are, these are especially important for the milestones. So, okay. um, happy to have you on. You're the founder of a pretty cool club at U of T. Yes. What is that? Well, what is co-founder. That co-founder. Yes. With who? Uh, with Surana Nazemi. Yep. Um, Shout out. Yes. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, so um, we are co-founders of Not Just Tourists at UFD. Obviously, Not Just Tourists is a almost right now we can say a worldwide organization, I believe. Awesome. Um, um, I started volunteering with them um, when I was in high school. So what they do is that they get medical supply donations from hospitals, from clinics, because they get so much inventory a lot of times and then they just throw out or they just don't use the older inventory even though it's not expired or anything. So they just, instead of all of those going to waste, they donate it to us. We pack it into suitcases that are also donated to us by people. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful people, honestly. And we send it abroad to clinics, hospitals, places that they really need those. And that way it won't go to waste. That's awesome. And we'll make an impact. Um, yeah, and also, it, basically, we have volunteers who take those suitcases, yeah. right? So it's kind of like all nonprofit. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. We'll get into talking about more, you know, charities and stuff. And I think that a lot of charities nowadays, like you can find out some sketchy stuff about them, yes. but just from meeting you and just from seeing the Instagram and seeing kind of the work you guys do, you guys seem like you're very honest and, and no, the, the work's awesome. But before we get too much deeper into that, I want to ask more about you. When I saw Artemis on TikTok, the name, I was like, what the is that <laughs> Artemis? I didn't. That's like I looked it up. It's like a Greek goddess, goddess of the moon or something. So there is two meanings behind the name. Okay. One is like. So you're not the goddess of the moon. No. Okay. 
I'm a goddess. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but there you go. Um, but um, so in Greek is the she's a, a Greek goddess of hunting, actually. Of hunting, right? Yeah. There's, I, I don't saw, know if there the moon was also there. I there heard was a couple, she's yeah. also goddess of virginity, and a lot of stuff she's involved. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in Farsi, in basically in Persian, actually, um, she's she. Even though she she's actually a real person, it's not a god uh, or anything. Oh, okay. She was um, the first woman commander of the navy of Iran back where when the king of Iran was still in power. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, you can technically say that she is still that because there was nobody after her as a woman who was in that kind of power in yeah. Iran. So yeah. And when was that? Like, what do you know around like what time huh. we're talking about here? The the thing is that I'm not so like I know like events, but yeah. I don't know dates. Right, fair, <laughs> fair. Not good with dates. Not a history student. Definitely not interested in history because I believe that you can history always like repeats itself Absolutely. in a way or another. So I'm intrigued to know about all the events, but it's not so much of the date that I really care about all good all good i was just trying yeah. to trip you up to start you know get you on edge. <laughs> you can search it up <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. but no that's that's true history does definitely repeat some people say history doesn't repeat but it rhymes and it's oh. it's kind of scary to think that all the problems that the world has can just be avoided if everyone read about history and took lessons from the past but unfortunately that's not uh that's not the case that's not the and case also that wouldn't be so cool right I if everybody not. knew what was going on. An uneducated <laughs> world is cooler. That's oh, such a corrupt way of thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe as the head of, you know, a, a charity or a foundation that tries to help people out, you're yeah. like, nah, 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 we don't want to teach history. Nah. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it should be for those who enjoy it, those who want to actually not repeat the same mistakes, those who yeah, yeah. like to be like that. And I, But I don't think everybody likes that whole idea of knowing actually what to do interesting interesting um, you're confusing the hell out of me right now but fair <laughs> i think history is actually a huge way to sound super smart like you ever been talking to someone and they're like yeah this reminds me of the battle of this in 1935 i'm like what the, how do you know this the history if like i just want to learn about world war ii and then pull out a random battle in a conversation people think i'm a genius you know what i'm saying but that's only if you know, you know to, what exactly what happened. You actually right? have to learn about it, yeah. Yeah. That's where the work that's comes That's what in. I'm saying. You have to actually be interested. But are you just doing that to impress someone in a conversation? I mean, no, I am interested. Well, maybe the interest, I am so interested in impressing someone that I'll go learn it. Oh. Fair enough. That sounds, that sounds like rizzing. <laughs> rizzing. Rizzing with World War II, maybe. Um, you've had a very varied history in terms of location and living in different yeah. places. You're from Iran. Yes. You're born there. Yes. Okay. When did you leave Iran? Do you still, t does family live there still or no? I do have family there. Okay. Yeah. But not like I have my parents here. Nice. And me. Yeah. Which is a blessing. That's perfect. Not everybody gets to have that. I understand. Yeah. But uh, where, and wherever I went, I went with family yeah. because that's the one rule. Like we have either all of us or none of us. That's good. Um, so, and I would say I was fortunate of, um, enough to have that opportunity for all of us. Cause I see a lot of people like 
the mom and the child can come, the dad's visa is not coming, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were one of those situations, actually. <laughs> it's funny because my dad could come, but we didn't have a visa yet. Got and it. my dad was like, I'm not going to go until yours also comes. Awesome. And if it doesn't, it's just meant to be like that, I guess. Yeah. We're not going. <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, um, family's meant to stick together. Yeah. Um, so from there, I believe it was grade six elementary school okay um i went to cyprus um the greek side there's turkish side and there's a greek side okay to cyprus um and but it wasn't new to me i had we had a house there beforehand before going to live there but it was like our vacation house yeah and it was such a such a sudden decision i think i was like my mom was like yeah Let's go. <laughs> and then my dad was like, so you want me to leave everything? She's like, we need to get Artemis out of here. What motivated that move? What motivated that move was just my mom wanting me to have access to opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the problem with it was that when I was super young, um, in like my own country, right, in school, you know how they sit every kid down and they go like, okay, everyone, let's talk about what you want to be in future. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when it came to me, it, this was like second grade in elementary school. Um, and then they asked me and I was like, I want to be president. And um, I remember they called my mom to school and they were like, uh, ma'am, like, did you know your daughter wants to be a president? And my mom was like, okay what's the problem yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and then they were like but iran doesn't have female presidents mm. and my mom was like who says she wants to be president of iran right <laughs> right good point um and i think it was just things like that that really led to her being like i want her to have options yeah as many as possible and i don't want the fact that like it because she's a female and all of those things to like tie her up or you know take away things from her so yeah we went to cyprus um already knew english because the one thing my dad really invested in was my english classes in iran she was like i don't care about like academics i'm never gonna get to your teacher for academics because you have to learn to study yourself yeah but english guitar, dance, all of those, I had a private teacher. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like she, he was like, it's all about the talent. Yep. It's all about those things and the skills you need to learn. Yeah. So he was okay with blowing his money on that. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's a good point. I was thinking the other day because I was watching, I speak French, yeah. so I'm bilingual in that sense, but I was, I was watching the French broadcast for the Montreal Canadiens and I was just thinking of how lucky I was to have English as a first language, at least in 2024, because it's the language that kind of runs the world, right? It's yeah. the, the biggest economies, even countries that don't speak English primarily, the second language, if you're going to learn one, is going to be English. Uh, is that the case in Iran? Like, do no. they teach English it's, in the schools or no? Technically, second language is Arabic. Okay. You get to learn Arabic because Iran is an Islamic country and you have to read Quran. Right. Right. And for that, they teach you Arabic. Yeah. And then English comes more like in like high school, I think. Well, I wasn't there to know, but I know it comes yeah. along. But it's so little emphasis on it. And the, the language, the main language in Iran is Farsi. Yes. Okay. 
But the thing is that in Iran, in kindergarten, when I went there, my teacher was English.、Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any English. Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> like I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then,、um, after, well, I was too young to understand, but afterwards I realized my mom did that on purpose as well. Got it.、Um, to just get me to like, speak in, in English. And one of the most important things for my dad was like, the accent, because I feel like he was so aggravated that he had an accent at the time. Yeah. And he was like, A true English like, speaker would you know, not have the accent. I mean, I still、yeah. do, because then it got mixed. My accent got mixed with Greek. Okay. And then when I talk, if my per- like, the person in front of me is Persian, they can say I'm Persian. But if they don't know anything about me, they sometimes say Russian, they sometimes say European. Yeah. It's just. It's a mix of things. No, yeah. If you didn't tell me, if I didn't see Iran on the form before I started talking to you, I would not have guessed. Like, it's hard. It's a mix. You know what I mean? Like,、yeah. when you have someone, I talked to another guy. His name's、um, Yashar. And Yashar's accent is all over the place, too, because he's bounced around the world like you have. So he's a, there's a bit of British in there, there's a bit of Pakistani. Like, the accents are d i f f e r e n t Depends on、weird. the words. Yeah. Yeah,、right? that's what it is. Some words is just like. It's g o n n a be very Persian,、yeah. like accent on them, the emphasis.、Yep. But then some others, I don't know. Sometimes I, I have like, they say, Oh, why are you talking in a British accent? I'm like, Not Maybe because、purpose. of the movies I watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. You hear that the athletes, there's a player on the New York Rangers hockey team. He learned his entire English. He's a Swedish player. All of his English from Friends, the TV show Friends. Wow. And you hear, I think that a lot of immigrants, You'll hear that too. So, my dad would watch,、um, what was it? I forget what it was called. It's one of these shows. It's like, do you know Maury? Maury, it's like a show where couples that are like going through a divorce or a breakup come to meet up. Or, no, it's not Maury. Is this super old? It's really old. Yeah. Maury's the newer version, but. I, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, no. But, anyways, <laughs> you'd watch this show of.、Yeah. Oh, I'm forgetting the name. Doesn't matter.、Uh, Doesn't matter. But you have to call dad now. Maybe, yeah, I know. Just call him up right now, ask what the show name is. But it's like where the woman is pregnant and they bring a man in on the show to see if he's the father of the, wo- of the kid or not. And they、Sounds、announce like it. Sounds like paternity. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of is. But they announce it like it's more dra- dramatized, right? Like、okay. everyone's like, whoa. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> so my dad would watch this show to learn English, I think. And he, think? I think, and he would call back to his brother in Mexico and say, These Canadians are crazy. Look at the kind of stuff they're putting on TV. But that was just that one show. I should double check with him. I don't want to misinform the audience on my family history, but yeah. <laughs> history. How, how long did you stay in Cyprus for? Two, three years. Two, three years? I think. Yeah. yeah. And then Canada. And then Canada. So then what motivated that move? Me. You. That was me. Okay. I was like, I was seeing.、Um, so it takes a very long time for people to get a residency in Cyprus.、Mm. It's like seven years of being there full time. Got That、it. will get you a residency. Like, you, then you can apply.、Right. I don't know if they have changed the rule.、Um, not giving <laughs> immigration advice here. Yeah, yeah. But it takes, it takes long. 
And um, I would see, so I went to a private school in Cyprus, which was American Academy of Larnaca. It was the top school in Cyprus. Cyprus is small by itself, but that they were um, English, English speaking. Yeah. So when I went there, I would see most of the kids who would go there were families who had, I would say, more than the average person mm-hmm. to pay like six thousand euros a year for their child to have basically elementary school education right yeah it's crazy and um so a lot of them would go to somewhere in europe actually Mm -hmm. and majority of my friends that i talked to they wanted england because i don't know what's there's an obsession definitely with England, like within the super kids. Yeah, maybe. I feel like a lot of them like to go to England. It's weird. I feel like England's kind of falling apart right now. Well, they just like it. There's a part of Cyprus that it is English. Um, like, it's the land for England. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like they say, like, if you, like, get a fine here, it's in pounds. Mm. Yeah. So it's like this half Greek, this half Turkish, and then the tiny bit at the top. There is a... Well, not at the top. It's at the bottom. But it's not recognized on the map as an English land. Oh, no? No. How big is Cyprus? Have you seen it on the map? No. It's very small. It's an island. That's probably why I haven't seen it. It's an island. That's probably why I haven't seen it. It's an island near Greece and Lebanon and Turkey. Got it. Somewhere there. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But beautiful. Yeah. I would... I will always advise anyone who wants to go on a vacation... To go to Cyprus in summer, mm-hmm. there's no way you will have a bad time. Have you gone back right. since? Yeah. You have. <laughs> That's good. You, you have to go. It's, yeah. It's fun. Uh, the people are calm, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, at least to the tourists, towards the tourists. Yeah. Um, they're fun. Um, and it's just a beautiful place. I mean, who doesn't want to be there? That's good. And then I was so, going back to our conversation... Um, so I was seeing them wanting to go to England. I wasn't so interested in England at the time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe my heart wasn't there then. <laughs> and my other options were like Czech Republic, Germany, France, um, Greece. And I really wanted to go to like America or Canada. Because, yeah. you know, every, I feel like when you're in Middle East, you're like... You're like, if you make it to America, like you've made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? I've heard that same thing. My favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite businessmen is uh, Patrick Bet David. He's Iranian. And he said the same thing. He's like, once he got to Canada, I think he was like, maybe close to the same to your age when you moved. He was like 12, maybe. And he was eating pineapple in the US. And he's like, because apparently in the 80s, pineapple was like only something that rich people had in Iran, oh, wait. right? I know who you were talking about. You know who I'm talking I about? I like him. He's awesome. I, I love how he raised, uh, is raising his kids. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's got four kids. Uh, I truly believe um, the whole idea of what he talks about, about business and how he tries to teach and motivate his kids. I mean, respect. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's an inspiration to me and he sets high standards. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's what I learned from him. Um, really cool. Yeah. So he's right. Like, listen, it's it's a dream. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dream. They to call it the here. American dream. 
Yeah. Yeah. Canada, America, and um, I got worried because I we had friends who, like Persians, who applied um, after getting in to like German German schools for like medicine. Yeah. And their visa, student visa, got rejected because they were Persian. Well, well, we can't By say Germany. because they were Persian, right? right, right. right? Suspicions. But, but it just got rejected. It's so much easier when you're European and mm. like you want to get, you don't need a visa, in fact. Oh, really? Yeah, because it will be Schengen. I don't know what they call it. Oh, that. right, yeah, yeah. Right? Not the so EU. you can just go mm-hmm. anywhere. But then I freaked out, even though I was nowhere close to university. I was like, Mom, what if I get there and like I end up going nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> and I stay in Cyprus. I did not want to pursue. Um, you know, a graduate degree later on or have a career in Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, take me out now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just take me. You landed in this snowy mess. Oh. No snow in Cyprus? Or do they? No. Yeah. Never. It never snows. Yeah. They, and they love snow. Yeah. Because I guess because you don't get to see it. But they have one mountain there that it snows. And everybody goes there. Yeah. But other than that, it's just rain at yeah. most. Hundred percent. Yeah. England, UK. It's a rain yeah, rainy mess over there. The one day of the year, my favorite snow day of the year, when I appreciate snow the most, is when the international students from Victoria College or from U of T, because like, you know, you meet people here, you follow people on Instagram, all the international students on the first snowfall of the year will post a picture on their story holy shit, it's snow. So like all their friends back in whatever it is, whether it's China or whether it's the Middle East, India, they see like, yo, we're seeing snow for the first time. I'm like, that's wholesome as hell. You know, but for me, it wasn't like that. No? No, because in Iran, you have the snow, you have the rain. There's snow in Iran? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. It snows. I had no idea. We have all the seasons in Iran. Cool. Depends on where in Iran you are, in fact. Got it. If you're more north, there's more rain. And then, like in like as you go south, it just gets hotter. Mm-hmm. And then you have you have everything. You have rainforest. You have your um, deserts. Yeah, I I didn't know that. Yeah. Why right. Why do most people think? Yeah, like I think that because there's obviously it's the Middle there, East and everybody's just like it's hot. It's there's hot no desert it sand. Yeah, yeah. It's probably no. a stereotype. In people that go one. skiing, so there's definitely snow. That's crazy. And there's no such a fancy at least as far as i know there's no yeah. like fancy like you know how in dubai they have their they have fake snow and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure we're not spending that kind of money that's fair yeah dubai's dubai's got a a higher bar in the that sense of yeah. fake ski mountains but no that's uh yeah that's funny if i keep looking at my watch i'm sorry i'm actually just tracking the batteries on these because they okay. tend to die out like mid-conversation so i don't want it to mess up the flow um but you get to Canada. How old? You don't know. You don't. Sorry, say so you. You don't know dates. <laughs> no, you, said no, no, start. you said at the start. You said at the start. Okay. You said at the start. Why? Well, why did you grade come to U of T? Grade nine. We can say that. Grade 14. nine, high school. Yeah. Probably around mm-hmm. fourteen. Are you two thousand three? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so probably fourteen. Is that fourteen? Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, <laughs> Whatever why, you say. Why? Why do you want to come to U of T? Why U of T? I guess because they they said number one school in Canada. Yep. I, 
didn't know it would be so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody gives a warning for that. I just read the Reddits. Okay. And I had a very high average during my whole high school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's probably the pe- people who are not like studying hard enough, you know. Right. I'm just, <laughs> you know, yeah. I just thought of myself as this like person who is a different breed. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and I was like... They say it goes down, but like, I mean, even if it goes down 10%, I will still be at like, because I had a 96 wow. um, average yeah. <laughs> for my four years. Insane. And then I all was like. All four years. So all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had only 187 from French. That's it. That was my wow. only 80. Wow. So I, I was a tryhard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like. What's the worst that can happen, right? It goes mm-hmm. down by like 10%. percent will be at like 85, 86. Yeah. That's pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. And then I, come, then I come here and I'm just like, they were right <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the Reddit. <laughs> yeah, human what bio. What is this? Um, What's been yeah. the toughest course? I heard HMB 265 is You know, is I haven't taken that. Terrible. I've dropped that course twice. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Too much of a pain in the ass. Is it not a requirement? You know what I think about U of D? Okay. I, I'm not sure if this is their aim. Let's hear this. Because it's a very research-focused um, yep. school. Because yep. there's so much funding, in fact, that goes into research. I think they kind of make you fall into that like yep. pathway Absolutely. of continuing your studies, doing research, apply for grants, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, basically bring the money here. Yep. Um, and I want to go to grad school, like dental school, um, medical school. I would, I would mostly say dental school. Um, but I love all of those professions in, in its own way. And for someone who has my dreams, um, the fact that like you have to know so much on a test, in my opinion, so much more than just what it's on the PowerPoint that it's being given to you. Right. So, so in debt that um, like it takes your time, it takes your energy, right? And all of these schools are looking for also extra curriculums. And how are you involved outside of school? How are you involved inside of school other than your academics? And then it just like your GPA just goes down. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's funny how you kind they kind of if you don't have that GPA, they're not even gonna like look at you for the rest of it. I talk about that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And it just it very much bothers me because I do think that the system is not um, the way it should be. Uh, I don't think it's a fair system. Yeah. I don't think that all universities do great the same way. We have a lot of students here that take um, courses in other universities just to see how it is. And they're U of T students and they can see the difference Mm -hmm. in how they are being tested on an exam, on a test. And that's what it comes down to with, because you have all the teachers who say, your grade doesn't matter that much, right? As long as like you understand the material and you're passionate about what you're doing. Liars, liars. But then you have the system that is assessing you with your grade. 
Yeah. And I'm like, how can you tell me not to care if that's what you're going to look at? That's like, <laughs> you're telling me something and like, basically you're going against yourself. Yeah. In another way. Hypocritical. We'll take a quick break. Let yeah. the cameras cool down and then jump right back into it. Quick camera break. We're diving right back in. You're talking about the grades. And it's true how the professors will say, you know, just don't stress about it. It's okay. You know, just do your best. You want to learn the material. And then they're fucking right on the other side. Research. You have to go down the stream. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use Reddit a whole lot. Right. Do you think do you think that's how it's judged? Like if you're a, if you're hiring or if you're trying to bring on students to apply for medical school and you saw student A U of T 3.8 GPA versus student B Queens 4.0. Like does the name U of T lift a student up more? See what the school like name? Oh, really? Interesting. I've heard, yeah, I've heard like a lot of information is kind of blocked out. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, which, which in a way, we already see signs of that because, like, for instance, with McMaster Health 
Yeah. Because I began at the GPA when you're there. I believe like they sell a lot of their courses also like through Harvard Got it. Um not saying it's any easier, but I think there's a different format going on. Right. And once every someone hears, Oh, there you will get a better GPA, you'll be intrigued to go. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, I mean I wish they were say if they were more like transparent, transparent right. about it. Yeah. So I agree. And I am often described as delusionally optimistic. And I actually believe that that person who picks the courses based on interest would get in. Like I, that's what I do. Like a bunch of my friends are taking bird courses and just like the idea, yeah, I got to get my GPA up, but that doesn't, it seems kind of cheap. I feel like that's kind of like cheating the system in a way where you're trying to boost that number up, but I don't know if it's going to benefit you in the long run. You know, if your approach to life is always just, that's a good point. Right? Because you might not have a long run if you don't get into medical school, if you're a doctor, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot to say it. Like, people say, oh, just. No, that's all. Yeah. Four years of the same thing. No, yeah. That's insane. Forget about, like, all the amount of money and time going into it. The mental, like. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, if all this doesn't work out, what's my plan? Right. And I will be very hurt. I'm like, I don't know. No, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the committee breaks up. And you know what's uh, more even like, I was actually talking and I was the other day and I was saying this. I was like, what triggers me even more is that like, I care so much. I'm living so much. I'm so close. Yeah. Yet I get rejected. Right. It is. And with a country that every day on the news, you're like, we have a lack of doctors. Like, yeah. Yeah. Doctors. Yeah. The system. That's, I agree. That's an even, yeah, that's a punch straight to the gut. We don't have enough doctors, but you're not getting in. Sorry. And then they get in those, like you said. The guys that cheat the system. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get in those 
Go the easy way. Yeah. Right. It's true. It's really true. And you brought up the fact that, you know, these schools, you can't just straight out say, yes, we're going to favor U of T. Yes, we're going to favor McMaster. Because these schools, once again, like you said, they're kind of like businesses. And I was talking to Danny, who's a guest. I guess he's already filmed the video, but he's not going to be out. You're coming out first before him. So, sorry, Danny. But he was telling me how... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. Artemis is, is making you wait for your episode. But um, no, he was telling me like these schools at, at this point have like financial analysts. Like they have people looking over, crunching the numbers to such an insane degree where it's like profit has become the, the main goal of universities at this point. It's no longer education. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, not also everybody is interested in being a leader in this. I right. think there are a lot of people who are not born a leader, and a lot of people who actually enjoy being a follower because mm-hmm. of like there's a just a personality a difference. In some way. Yeah. In that position, um, I was I would like to believe <laughs> that I was born a leader, and I truly like being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to when I'm just like one of the, the I don't know. Like I mean, you've proven yourself. You're co-founder of a club. Yes, yeah, you said you wanted to be a president when you were a kid. There's obviously signs of it. Yeah. Um, it's also the fact that um, when like a, maybe a year ago or something, I did a lot of tutoring for kids and students. Yeah. I don't know dates. Yeah. And that actually like interested me in having my own business. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm done working for someone else. Because you can't rely. That's the thing. Why are you relying on these people who, when you know, like you said, you're a leader, you know how capable you are as a yeah. person. 
there, maybe there's also a bit of ego involved. It's like this person shouldn't be able to decide my worth. You don't want to admit it's ego? No, it's not. Absolutely. Um, but also that also drives you, right? There is people who you attract when you have an ego, and that like brings up like your attractiveness. And I don't mean that only like in a love kind of like romantic way. I yeah. mean that in a business way. I mean that in a professional way, right? Absolutely. Because Mm-hmm. If you're a tutor independently, um, finding that customer, um, the marketing skills, and I don't mean it like social media and stuff, but also convincing the parent yeah. that you should invest your money in me, yeah. right, to be your child, for me to be your child tutor. I think that's when you will find out if that's your, like if you're a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's what I realized through the whole path of like having my own thing is that I went out there, I first tried it independently, and once I was like, Oh, here comes my first customer and, I, and trust me, there were customers I lost. Yeah. But I think there is an art um, in how you get people to trust you in one phone call. It's very hard. You're not seeing that person. I agree, right. yeah. So I get them on a phone call, and I really have five minutes to explain why I would be a better fit compared to anybody else on this market. Yeah. And it's a big market. You'll have those who take their kids to, to tutoring center, and there's so much. There's already competition in that area, but so high. Yeah. Then you have all of those teachers who are independently working 
That's right. It's a huge skill set that it takes to be a leader. Yeah. Working for yourself, that's, that's maybe why people fall into these like follower positions, right? Where, where um, like you said, the, the tutor, like the head company, the, the top guys of the company are making the money from the students and then paying a small portion to the teachers because they know that a lot of the tutors aren't going to have the same spirit as you and say, I'm going to figure this out on my own because it's a lot. And the stress tolerance too. And then do this. Yeah. So it takes passion. That's where like I think if you're passionate about something. Yeah. Because like it shows itself because you have to push through. And if you don't have passion, you're not gonna push through. It's true. Um, so yeah, that happened and I was and it's funny because those companies, even when you're in it, uh, or outside of it, they don't really tell you how much they're making off of you. Oh no. Yeah, Why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Say a couple words. Yeah. What are you doing it for? I, whatever I make off of it, first of all, I, I'm not taking away so much from our teachers. Uh, I take so little amount. Um, but I can take more. But my idea was to uh, bring affordable tutoring for kids. Yeah. Oh, wow. And things like that. That's awesome. And I like giving back because I feel like it, I have hard decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, sometimes you think about it. I'm like, is this kind of like hard work of money? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little amount, but I, like me being able to kind of condition myself to give away, it kind of influences me that later on in my life when, when I 
more in my name to also be able to give away. Yeah. I don't want to ever end up in prison. No. Yeah. Um, I, I really need to give away because I feel like it brings a level of sanity and calmness to me yeah. that I need to force myself to have it also. Absolutely. And this is an awesome story, by the way. It's really cool to hear you talk about this. Do you still run the business, the, the tutoring? Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, but no, I because once again, I have the same dream, right, as you do. I'd love to be a leader. You know, I, I get my practice here and there. And... Same realizations. Like I, once again, come back to that ego conversation. It's like, I just don't think that, like, I, I believe I'm smart enough to do it on my own. Maybe that, and there's a balance. Same, I'll bring up that Patrick Bet David book. I read his book recently and he talked about the balance between being selfish and selfless. So if you're a hundred percent selfish and zero percent selfless, that's terrible. That's psychopath, criminal, danger to society, right? 90% selfish. And 10% selfless, that's a guy that thinks the world revolves around him. Still too much, still too much ego. 80-20, that's like a, a solo entrepreneur. Like they can do it themselves. They can't really teach it though. You know what I mean? Like maybe not the best tutor. So they can work it themselves, but that's that's about as high as they can go. 70-30 is where the best leaders lie, is according to Patrick but David. They he calls them kingmakers. So you can once again, 70 on your own, 30% selfless, you know, still caring about other people. 60, 40 is also a good balance. But once you all, all the way get to the bottom, he says there's no such thing as zero selfish. That doesn't exist. That's like unicorns. They're not real. Yeah. I, I just don't believe anyone that says that. Self-respect makes you selfish. Absolutely. So you should definitely be selfish. And like, the, yeah, if you're completely selfless, that's someone who's like not going to take care of themselves, bad hygiene, out of shape, like just a mess, right? Yeah. Not going to be bringing jobs to society, that's for sure. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's super cool. What so, you be in well, what do you mean? In business. Exactly what industry? <laughs> now you're asking me. Yeah, the goal, well, once I graduate, I want to go into AI, learn about AI. AI. Yeah, artificial intelligence. Just in case you didn't know. Uh, well, good with words. Yeah. Um, what is AI? How specific can you go about your goal? You can get as specific as you want. You got to niche down. You know niche down? Yes. Cool. Okay. So. I know it's in Your business. business. You know business more than me. You have more experience. Yeah. Okay. So AI, what about AI? What do you want to do with AI? Well, that's a good question. Now I haven't gotten that far. So <laughs> the plan isn't set out yet. I haven't started. I'm saying once I graduate, but I know that's the main thing. Maybe I want to keep it to myself. Maybe I don't want to, you know, advertise it to the world yet. That's what it is. That's what it is. No, but um, for you, is it still like you still want to go to dentistry, dental school? Yes. So then where does the mix come in? You want to, do you want to start your own like dentistry off dental office? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I do want that. That's cool. Um, if it's any consolation, my dentist graduated from U of T. So maybe that's like a, an omen, a good sign for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends in the field of dentistry. Um, at first, I thought I want to go into maxillofacial surgery. 
right. And you're like, how do I make money from stupid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the main idea behind it was the fact that uh, <laughs> I saw like how the patients were so happy. When you say you like plastic surgery, you mean doing it or getting it? Doing it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I think you should like doing and getting, you know, like, I mean. Okay, maybe. That's a good question. That's a good. Co- I don't know if. We should. Uh, we should go have a conference with some Yeah, ask them what they I think. I mean, if you just think, because I, you're making me think of what I do. So, like for this podcast, I always talk about don't watch TikTok. TikTok's terrible for you. It's destroying your brain. And I post TikToks. So that's like that's like the plastic surgeon who says I don't recommend getting plastic surgery, and then goes and does it to people. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It's kind of yeah. I guess it's kind of a moral issue. You don't think so? It has to do with how there is a limit to everything. Explain. Everything too much of it is bad. Right. So then if you're a a liquor dealer, if you sell alcohol, (laughs) and one of your customers is an alcoholic, does that make you a bad person? Not too sure about that one. (laughs) Yeah. Part two. We'll answer that on the next (laughs) one. Yeah. So, how did I come? This is this is what a podcast is. This is what a podcast is. We just bring up random stuff, you know, ask hard hitting questions. So that's the thing. When you sell liquor, right? Mm-hmm. You don't always go and aim for the people who are addicted, right? Right. You just sell for everyone. That. Yep. So that's, this is a this is the difference where like the moral comes into business. Right. right? Then it just depends on you. Yeah. As a business person. I agree. And it depends on your greed. That's what it is. It's yeah, greed. Because sometimes you are like, I just don't care about anything anymore because I just care about my money and that's it. Yeah, it's messed up. I think that's why at least for me, a guiding principle, I've made the statement. So like when I turned 20, I set like a certain goal. Like once I turn 20, I want to be at this place when I'm 30. So I made a video, talked like blah, blah, blah. This, these are my commitments for the next 10 years. Just like big picture. No, 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 no. Just for, just for me, just for me. So I can watch it back in 10. I'll put it up in 10 years. How about that? So I was, uh, in, in a decade, in a decade, I got you. Um, but one of my commitments was I want to donate every single year 10% of what I earn. Charity. Boom. Because I, question. I think that keeps you in check. Tax no. Tax so that's okay. That's also a good point. That's also a good point. Does, and I talked about this with my brother on his episode. How do you donate as a rich person without it already coming off as greedy? Because you're saying you don't want to look greedy as in having money and not donating, but the rich people, even when they donate, people are like, he's just doing that for a write-off. But the thing is that they get a receipt, right? Yeah. Where they can announce the government, I donated this much. How about you don't brag about what you donated? So you can, oh, okay, I see. So you can... Announce it and get a... Because the government is not going to come and be like, here's my 
we need to give you that's right yes got it so then no not as a write-off no we'll see yeah yeah i'm making a live statement right now i don't know i don't know how that stuff works like you gave me an explanation just now but then also how much like you could get into a country where the taxes itself are crazy that's the only way you make it back like how much do rich people pay in tax I mean, some people will say a lot. Some people will say a lot. Some people will say nothing at all. Obviously, it depends on your income. Well, it depends on how you're doing it. Right. Some people are just filing their taxes and, you know, being like normal human beings, paying their right. tax on what they make because some people are not. We, we all know there are people who don't go by laws. So then here's another question. What do you think... Like if, if the rules are set up in a certain way and the system is what the system is and someone finds a way, someone finds like a loophole to play the system, like they, whatever, write off uh, a donation to charity. Is that a problem with the person or is that a problem with the system itself? I would blame that on the tax code. I wouldn't blame, I blame the person. On the system, yeah. There shouldn't be a loophole. But the thing is that those people are usually in the system. Right. Exactly. You're right. I think in a way that encourages more people to do that. Yeah. Smart. So we'll see. Maybe I'll get exposed in 10 years and everyone's going to think I'm a greedy <laughs> bastard. Imagine they're going to share your tax receipt. I know, right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, circling back. No, I was talking about TikTok. I make that stuff. How do you feel about social media nowadays? Good and bad. Good and bad. Has it helped the NJT? Has it helped the charity? Yes, it has. Okay, so there's a good part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it no longer works. Yeah. And they rather cry for their phone and screen time yeah. than their sticker and toys. Yeah. Which is scary. It's sad. Absolutely. And what's even worse than that is the un uneducated 
Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. I think that our generation hopefully will be better in the sense that like we can see what the effects have been for these parents that are giving their three year olds iPads. Right. So like at least for me, like I know that my kid, I didn't get a phone until I was 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. But, um, and I was, it's funny because even back then, even in Iran, I had, like, I was really young in Iran. And then I had, um, like, my friends who had phones, and they would be like, um, that's a phone. And trust me, I was a kid, I wanted a phone too. Of course. It's good. So it comes down to the limit, right? Uh, but the whole idea of sending your kid as a child, you know those kids who, I don't know if you were planning to do family family, or are you? Um, because we have these family gatherings, right? And there's always that one little child. Right. And the more I go to the family gatherings, I see like a whole group of kids sitting on the couch, everybody with an iPad, nobody's talking to no one. Like, yeah. That's messed up. Um, and all they do is just play game all, all night until dinner <laughs> or lunch is served. Um, it's so sad. That's about it. It's so sad. No and dancing, yeah. no running around, no yeah. dancing. Yeah. And Roblox. Rob- <laughs> yeah. Real. Or like uh, YouTube yeah. reels. Yeah. Same thing, same thing. I can tell you firsthand. I post on a, on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok the same videos. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, oh my goodness, I didn't think of that. Because the parents, I guess so, because I was about to start going off on these parents saying they're all lazy, but it's probably just a misunderstanding now that you put it that way. They think that if the kids are at least, you know, safe, like there is YouTube Kids, that's a thing, the, the app YouTube Kids. So it's like, I know that my, 
Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the biggest channels on YouTube. So they think that if you know we keep the content safe, they're not seeing anything 18 plus, they're not seeing swear words. YouTube kids, that's not the point. It's not about the content. That's obviously part of it. And obviously if your kid was seeing some of the crazy stuff that's on the internet, that wouldn't be good. But the main thing is the attention span. It's the not knowing your friend's names. Yeah. Like a baby who can barely talk. So yeah. Like, this scares me. It's scary. Yeah. My mom took so long to understand how to work. Like, <laughs> I mean, this kid, like, yeah. starts saying bubba and yeah. starts to scroll. 100%. It's, um, it's, it's devastating. That's what they're laughing about. It, but it's just like. Absolutely. Like, this is my defense mechanism to how scared they am right now about this. Um, because. It's good to talk about it. Because you have um, the parents who also are very strict. And it's funny how those parents become uh, victims, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, in Iran, do they do that? I think it has gone down to the Oh, okay. I think it's everywhere in the world. Wow. Because now you're seeing these, like, because it comes, you know how they make these TikToks and stuff of pranking parents and stuff? And sometimes we think maybe you find it funny, maybe not. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. so there's some inappropriateness to it, or some level of respect. Of, I can't say respect. I agree. It's no, I agree. Authority that is not there anymore. Yeah. Or an authority, like, I don't know. So then, where does the blame go? Do you think it's the parents' fault? Do you think it's just the 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 age we're in? No, we are victims to, of this society. Parents. Got it. So then, right, yeah, no, I hear you. So then, if you had a kid, what would your rules be? How would you, how old would they have a phone? YouTube kids or no YouTube kids? What are you saying? No YouTube kids. Yeah. You have to. No, no, until I, I'm going to become the bad parent. And I'm, but here's the thing. It's I'm not the bad parent, though. Yeah, the, the bad parent. I'm going to tell my child, they're not going to like me. Yeah. Because I asked her again. <laughs> or how bad I will be. Yeah. But you will understand me. Yep. And I know that. And you can say all kinds of hurtful stuff to 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. And it also depends on the type of kid you have. So like me as a child, I never was very rebellious. Like I kind of I took my parents word for what it was. Um, but I don't think you have to have the kid dislike you, at least at least if you have a non rebellious kid, like sometimes there's just a balance of I'm not giving you a phone because I love you so much. That's what it is. You, you sure you can make them understand. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I could, I could swindle the kid a little better than that. Yeah, like, nah, nah. Maybe for, <laughs> till they freak out again. Yeah, they see their friend. Yeah. That's also true. I mean, you have to also, once again, there's responsibility on both sides. Like obviously a toddler doesn't have any responsibility, but I mean like once you get to, you know, high school, especially even before that, I think that as young as 10 years old, 11 years old, a kid has a certain responsibility for choosing who he spends time with. And you teach that to the kid as a parent, but as a parent, because that's our next roles, right? Like we're past the kid stage. I think that you need to find friends like other parents who share the same values as you so that you can have like the big clan, their kids are friends with your kids and that way they're not poisoning each other's minds. You know what I mean? That's hard, but you can but do it. What do you know about that kid? You know the parents of the kid. I mean, same thing. You don't, know, no. you don't think so? No. I think that that's where we're in a disagreement right now. I think that a parent and its kid, kid more times than not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like, if you I disagree. See, I'm saying values. This is not, I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to talk about like socioeconomic similarity. Like I don't need them to be as educated. I'm talking about values. I'll let you know. I think, I think you can do it. And I think that traditionally the main way to do that was through religion. And nowadays, like I'm not particularly religious, but I think it's very important. Like, this comes, this is like the whole conversation. We can bring it back to greed. I would be too ups. I would be more worried in failing through the eyes of God than failing through the eyes of my business. This is why I'm not going to go out scamming people like you were talking about. You know what I mean? Because obviously as a business person, you know it better than I do. You need to make money. Your employees need to be well paid. All this sort of stuff you got to deal with. Customers are complaining. I think the first I'm sure you know about that. The first priority though, beyond business, has to be to to God and to morality and more importantly. I think uh, the whole idea of to God and stuff, I'm, I'm happy that people have that one thing that makes them 
Yeah. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep talking about it. Um, my question is that you're going to have the kid yeah. for your child when they're, or basically your child, whether it's to do with them, whether it's child yeah. or the nature, yeah. No, obviously not. Obviously not. And I think that the focus can't be on the other kids. The focus has to be on your kid. And I wouldn't stress so much. Like my mom always told me, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Because I hung out with a group of four guys who, like in elementary school, my graduating class of, in grade eight, like, you know, you graduate from elementary school, they do a little thing, um, it was five people. I was in such a small school, it was five of us me and four other guys, right? So that was, those were my friends, you know, we, it's, it's just so small, who else are you gonna hang out with? But they were like, when they were younger, like high school age, they were kind of getting experimenting with the, the weed and vapes and all that stuff. Oh. <laughs> I was never doing that. And my mom would always tell me like, you're the sum of the five people, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, blah, 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 blah. And it's true, I didn't get into any of that. And eventually, Still good friends with them. They're great people. I wouldn't be hanging out with them if they were bad people. But I think I understand now that to really, I guess, become the best version of yourself, if you want to put it in those uh, corny terms, is, you know, I don't enjoy spending time with people that aren't on the same mission as me. I don't enjoy spending time with people who who completely, like, they 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 don't have the same standards. Like, they would give their kid an iPad. I don't think I could sit here and like want to hang out with a person who's like, no, my kids get an iPad at three years old. I'm like, what are you talking about? So if I tell my kid, no, you don't get an iPad. This is what's important. Family time's important. Don't be scrolling on YouTube kids. You know, if, if they can at least get it from themselves and be like, yeah, I understand as I did, I didn't smoke. I was like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to. Then eventually you're going to find out you need to be around the right people. Yeah. Everybody was smoking, so yeah. I was I'm that one kid who had a vape and you know done it and then everybody was like, Ah, you have to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, it became a flex. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which is very weird. Yeah. You're a lot nicer than me. You're a lot nicer you than me. Kid yeah. Into the classroom. Into the classroom. Uh, 
Good point. Right? Yep. And then you also have, um, the, like, it comes down to that, right? So I can't always blame the parents. So, yeah. I feel like sometimes uh, I <laughs> literally blame the society. That's fair. And I, I hear where you're coming from because I'm coming from an individual perspective. You're trying to change. You're trying to fix the world is what it sounds like. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, I, I can, like, I see how you can individually. I think you're in a privileged place to talk like that. Right. Um, and say that I'm not going to let my have, uh, let my kid have like the iPad and I'm going to make sure it behaves that way. People on the same like beliefs. Right. Yeah. will be there for the family time. Correct. And the fact that you think you're going to have the time to tell your child what's important and what's not shows that you will have time to give for you, to give to your kid. So then, once again, I'll push back. You're drawing that up to privilege, which I understand. But I think at our age especially, if we're talking about older families, you can convince me to be more compassionate. You probably have me on that because I'm trying to say it's all the parents' fault, but... Yes, fair. You've you've convinced me, but I mean our age, our age. I don't think that I don't think that people should think about privilege. I think that you have so much time. I think there's two main privileges in the world. Number one is your parents and your upbringing, because you can't choose that. These are the people that are teaching you how to live life. So I, I always talk about the number one privilege in life being good parents, which is, I think is true. And then that's probably the main thing. I think that like you can maybe talk about a, an intellectual privilege, but I, I'm, I'm sure you know, you don't need to be intelligent. Like you don't need to be born intelligent to make it. You know what I mean? So I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say you have to be born smart because that's not true. I think that good parents is the number one privilege, but... Do you think wealth brings privilege? What kind of privilege? Like to who? To who? To the, whoever has the wealth? I was like, you talking about the kids or, or the person. Um, of course. Of course it brings privilege, but that's not... That's earned privilege. Privilege, I feel like privilege is something that isn't earned. You're not, you don't earn the parents you have. You're given the parents you have. Right. I don't think of it in that sense. Any, I think people can, can earn their way into the life they want. So, so my idea, but it's very individualistic. If I had to go out there and say this to everyone, this is how we're going to change the world. Everyone just be self-accountable. That's not very effective because, because the, the society is what moves the norm, right? It's not, it's not individual mindsets. I don't, think the society yeah they i sorry to cut you off i think it controls the individual mindsets of of the majority i think if you i don't know if it controls everyone's you can step out of that majority and say no i am determined i see where the world's going i don't want my kid to be a youtube short scroller I need to get, I need to make it to this achievement level. Do you disagree or what do you think? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, 
Yes. Yes. So, yeah. It's a lot of things that goes hand to hand to have privilege. Fair. So do you think there's like a degree of luck involved? I don't think it's luck. You don't think it's luck? I don't think people can say, oh, this guy was lucky. Yeah. 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 So then I'm confused. I'm confused what you're talking about when you say it has to be from privilege. You know what I mean? Like if everyone can make their own privilege, then what's the excuse for the people that don't have it? The thing is that not everyone can make You don't think everyone can make it? As we just did, like, the two yeah. of us. Or like, what makes them satisfied in this life? Yeah. It's very different. Some people just are okay in a decent house, um, and a decent car, and a decent job. But some people are like, no, if I don't have like a palace, I'm not gonna be happy like with what I'm doing. Or if I don't make this much a year. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's not good. I think that anyone who actually takes the message of of work on yourself seriously knows that at some point, like, you need relationships. That is, like, one of the most vital human 
if you're trying to reproduce, if you even want to have a family, you need to have relationships. But that's the thing. But we, we are having a society that's... It's falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. <laughs> Just. <laughs> it's because it's like two people, they don't know whether they like each other. Uh, uh, basically, they do know they like each other, but they don't know how to commit to each other in, in, a way, in my opinion. Yeah, that's insane. So, that's just that's insane. Like people can't make up their mind. And I think the big reason behind that is because uh, they don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. circle artemis you're making a ton of sense right now i think about this i know i think about this all the time i'm so happy you're bringing it up because a lot of people don't talk about it especially i don't hear a lot of girls talking about it like it's just it's just this is a thing that very few people i know are even considering and thinking about and you clearly have it you you know what it's about you know it's figured out let me just make sure we're good on battery we're not we're not good on battery, but I could probably, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to cut it off. That's the camera that just died as I was saying that. Okay. Let me, let me set up the phone camera real quick. So we'll sign out and we'll do a last, uh, yeah, just the last little bit, but that was a good, yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Is your switch on? So I think you're going to block me after this. No, you're good. You're good. We might have just figured out that Artemis's microphone was off for that whole thing. Whole juice. But maybe we'll get the camera audio back. No idea. Cameras died out. Um, That's okay. You know, shit happens. Listen, if not, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Maybe. Maybe it was it was the <laughs> the people. Maybe it's just Artemis. Maybe it was the people that you know were trying to keep us in our houses. They're like, no, we can't. She can't talk about it. She can't. We don't want it. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> they they just no. We can't Maybe we can't have sad. people knowing okay, about. Okay, everyone, we're not gonna talk about. About the pod lifestyle, yeah, where nobody talks to each other. Hey, you got to know it. That's enough. I mean, I mean you kind of knew to it. To be fair, I already knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we need these people to know. Because I think about it all the time. You obviously know what's up. They, they, they don't know anything. <laughs> don't say that. I'm obviously joking. They, they just, you know, you know, they need, they need to understand they you. They need to know this extra yeah, stuff. The juice. Did you th- I was going to say, yeah. but I thought it would be very weird. Nah, nah, nah. That's good. Um, uh, but okay, so we'll close it out. Yes. We haven't talked a lot about the... The, about NJT 
not just tourists. Yes. So you obviously told us a little bit about what it is. Yes. But what like what are some of the projects and like stuff you guys have done? I saw you helped out in the Turkey earthquakes. Yes. That was we cool. did. Um, it was actually uh, us working with um, um, one of the major hospitals in Toronto as well as the NJT Toronto. Nice. Um, which is the main like basically NJT. Yeah. And they basically organized it. And we had uh, actually our executive team go and help. Shout out to Ali and Isabella. They're wonderful people. Nice. Um, and um, they went, they helped out. And I believe they sent, um, so this, is, this was different. This is not a suitcase being sent. The level that they packed for was a whole co uh, container like that would go with the airplane. Yeah. 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 Wow. So it was a very big donation yeah. and I'm glad that it happened. And um, ever since I have my executive team being like, do we have another one? There's a lot of stuff happening, you know, all around the world. Are we doing anything? Um, it's not up to me. Yeah. I wish it was. Yeah. Uh, we also need people to accept these donations. So that's what makes it difficult I think mm -hmm. um, to have that one organization that is willing to take all of these um, so hopefully we will be able to help more and more people I guess the clinics itself it's it has huge impact yeah um, trust me things that would go to waste here are now being used somewhere else yeah. I think that itself it helps a lot um, but I'm happy that it's there I just wish more and more people knew about it mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people like travel and this is something that I say like on all the podcasts and everywhere and is that U of T has like a huge society of international students and this is a, the perfect thing because the, most of them go back during like Christmas break, summer break, they can take a suitcase home. Yeah. Not home home, but yeah, yeah, no, I know home country yeah. to, um, and I think there's a clinic anywhere that it's, um, doesn't have the privilege of having everything that they need, all, all the resources basically. So they can help out. And uh, that's why, I, that's what I told NJT when I wanted the club. I was like, you know, you, you should give me the club because they said no to me when I said, let me have a chapter. They were like, you're a university student you will be there for four years and then after you graduate all of this hard work is gonna go to end what's gonna happen i was like i will leave it to someone yeah right and negotiated like a good business leader does <laughs> back then it wasn't i i was like listen i was a volunteer with you yeah, you yeah. know yeah, we yeah. have a past <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, we have history I think, I think i convinced them by t telling them what i will bring to the table yeah um and I wasn't just making things up, making things up. Um, there's a lot more people that know about not just tourists now than before, because I receive a lot more calls of people who want to donate. And I tell them, okay, you can contact the not just tourists that's closest to you, right? Or things like that and make it work one way or another. So this organization itself, I think survives upon awareness like people being aware of it yeah, yeah. existing yeah. otherwise with an organization that doesn't have the funding to market itself 
I would say, or yeah. like advertise itself, that would be a better way of putting it. This is what it comes down to, right? Mm -hmm. Us volunteering and showing up and making everyone know about it. That's, That's awesome. why I go on all these podcasts. I respect it. Uh, I I don't like care if you're here in Toronto or all over the world, right? If you know about it, maybe somewhere in your lifetime you see someone from Toronto or, or like you're yeah. like, oh, you have stuff to donate. You can go donate it here. Or you come to Toronto, you want to take a suitcase back. Yeah. You know, but if you don't know about it, how are you going to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. So where can people follow the Instagram account? Obviously on Instagram. Where can people follow not just tourists? Not just tourists, UFT on Instagram. There's uh, there's a lot of not just tourists Instagram accounts yep. <laughs> for different chapters, yep. but ours has the UFT. Awesome. Um, follow us. Um, if you have any questions, I'm personally there. Nice. <laughs> I will answer or one of my social executives uh, will answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we are actually right now working on having an event on U of D um, somewhere in the winter semester where we will also bring high school students, invite them to come. Nice. And as well as undergrad, we'll have guest speakers. But our main idea it's to let people know they can volunteer. There's so much you can do. You can volunteer, go there, pack it, yeah. learn, get to know people, have some free snacks. Um, <laughs> but also, like, you can take a suitcase, you can bring a suitcase, you can bring the medical equipment. Yeah. There's so much you can do. So if you want to, <laughs> you know how it reminds me of those TikToks. If he wanted to, he would. This is that case of if they wanted yeah. to, they can. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's really good. Well, you heard it there. Go follow them. Go join the club. It's a great cause. It's a real charity. It's a real not-for-profit. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, no, it sounds like you guys are doing awesome work, so I respect that You should come volunteer. Should I? Move some suitcases. Well, you can pack them fun is it fun it is you get to see all kinds of syringes bandages drugs <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds good well yeah. that sounds like a blast maybe i'll have to check it out absolutely of course thank you for watching thank you for listening to me and maybe artemis we'll see if you guys can hear it <laughs> and uh follow the instagram at voices of vic subscribe to the channel like the interview 40 episodes thank you very much for coming on of course and that is Voices of Vic, VOB podcast, promoting diversity of thought. That's our new slogan. By the way, we changed it. What was it before? It was interviewing the most interesting and impressive college personalities. But we changed it because that was boring. Now we're doing promoting diversity of thought, we're like having people that think in every way. I don't want to just talk to people that agree with me. I want to talk to people that disagree with me. <laughs> You, we, we've disagreed and agreed a lot this podcast who knows if they heard maybe they only heard your part uh, yeah good point yeah you're not yeah that's oh you're gonna you're gonna miss her argument i will try my best to boost the camera audio listen we can have it again yeah in fact i will go think about it we'll do a part two come with strong facts and research yeah yeah come with yeah back it full up. page 10 page document we'll see yeah all right Everyone, thank you for watching. Bye, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>